Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. We have joining us for the third time on the pod, Rutgers Athletic Director, Pat Hobbs. Thanks, Pat, for joining us. Good to be with you guys. So getting right into this, uh, recently the athletic department sent out a survey, uh, including artist renderings of what the rack slash Jersey Mike's Arena could look like in the future. What's been the, the feedback you guys have gotten so far on the survey? Well, with, with the exception of some confusion... <laughs> It's, it's been pretty positive. Um, I think folks are now starting to understand the purpose of the survey. Um, but I think, you know, there's still a little confusion that when would this work begin? Um, you know, should the decision made be made to go forward with the work? I guess let me start with that. So um, back in la- last spring, we started a feasibility study with AECOM Architects. Uh, AECOM also happened to be the architecture firm that was working with us on the facilities master plan, which we're hoping to release sometime in in the new year. Um, So they had a lot of sort of legwork already done on just uh, how feasible it is from a structural standpoint of whether you could do the work in there. So then the next piece is, well, what what do you do? What do you actually design? How do you, uh, what ingredients, what components go into a, uh, a renovated Jersey Mike's arena? And that's the purpose of the survey. The survey uh, which we'll get back that information in the next couple of weeks, is going to inform uh, the architects what is the appetite for ver- a variety of different types of seating? Um, what is the appetite for um, the concessions? We, we already know people want bathrooms. That's a pretty simple one. Check that one off. Yes, more bathrooms, probably five times as many bathrooms as we currently have. Um, and But then it's about your seating. Uh, and I think the renderings are helpful because they sort of a little bit show the imagination around what we could do uh, with a renovated Jersey Mike's Arena. You can see that there's an external lobby that gets added. That's what allows us to have a 360 concourse uh, instead of the two dead ends that we currently have. Um, so uh, we'll get a lot of information back from um, the season ticket holders and all the people who have uh, been sent the survey. So I would encourage anybody who's listening to this. If you haven't already done the survey, please complete the survey. It's going to help us a lot because it makes no sense to design certain types of premium seating if nobody's interested in it, right? Um, and so it's really going to be very helpful to us. Now, on that, once that comes in, there's still more work that has to be done, right? So now the architects have to start work on design. Then they have to do the cost estimating. And then that ultimately will co- will result in a report, which comes back, which I present to uh, the Committee on Intercollegiate Athletics, and to the president. And so this is this is what we've come up with. This is what we think the return on investment is going to be. This is what we believe the cost of all of this is going to be. Uh, and then we have to, we get to the next decision. If the decision at that point is like, let's go forward with with a, a phase of that or, or the whole thing, um, now you got to go to real design, right? Now you got to go to construction documents. That is going to take us all the way past next season. So for the folks who are worried about 
Uh, is this work going to be happening next season when we've got a pretty exciting recruiting class coming in? Um, the answer is no. There'll be no disruption of next season. And what our hope is and what our guidance and our request to the architects has been is we would like a plan so that we don't have to disrupt any basketball season as we renovate the arena. And that's been done by um, by our, the current architect and other architects around the country where they can phase the work so you don't disrupt your season. And that's that's what we hope we can do. Now, now there's been a ton of artist renderings that floated around as well on the survey. Um, I know I've, I've seen on my message board specifically, people are panicking, what are, what's happening to my seats? Oh my God, what do I do? Um, those aren't finished products by any means, right? No, they're, they're renderings. Those are what we'd call conceptual renderings. Um, I hope what people see when they look at those renderings is a pretty exciting renovation of the arena where you do have a completed 360 concourse. You do have some club areas. Nothing is done to the, the vertical uh, aspect of the seating. Mm -hmm. So it's still going to be uh, one, of the, one of the loudest, if not the loudest environment uh, in college basketball. For those who've sort of really taken the microscope or, uh, you know, uh, widened it out and looked at it, um, it, it shows perhaps we'll be able to get students on three sides of the court, which would be pretty mm -hmm. exciting. Um, will seats get moved? Yes, all the, all the seating will get moved. We want to improve seat backs and things. We want it to be a more comfortable environment. But I still hope nobody sits in their seats throughout the entire game. I'd rather them up on their feet yelling and screaming for the Scarlet Knights. Is the plan to add any seating in this renovation plan, or is that depending on what you end up choosing? Yeah, it'll be about the same amount of seats. We might lose some seats um, if you widen some of the seating and chair backs, um, but it's roughly going to be somewhere between 7,700 and 8,000 seats. So we're keeping about uh, the same amount of seats, um, you know, where we hope to bring in more students. Um, there may be some standing room um, sort of seating because our students thankfully don't sit for the entire contest. Um, and that'll make it a, a what I I believe it's going to be an even louder environment than it already is. And that's pretty special. Hmm. Now, just looking at the renderings and stuff, um, I know last time we talked, one of the main priorities for you was to get luxury seating in the rack because there's our Jersey Mike's arena because there, there is none technically. Um, but is that one of your t uh, priorities and what are your top three priorities when trying to get these render or renderings when the expansion and all that stuff done? So, so I get, so number one priority is coming uh, as an outcome where uh, we have more revenue. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, folks um, have uh, focused on, you know, how does um, how, do, how does the athletic program start to narrow the revenue gap that we have? Uh, so you're already challenged by the size of the venue. Right. So I think mm -hmm. the average seating uh, in the conference is around 13000 seats. Right. We have 8000. So, um, you know, we're more like Northwestern in terms of the size of our venue. Uh, but Northwestern completed a renovation. Uh, and added some club areas, uh, you know, where now they drive revenue, right? So better concourses. Uh, it makes no sense for somebody to stand online for a half hour to go to the bathroom uh, if we can get them in and out of the bathroom and they can go over and they can buy their beverage and buy their hot dog, and that drives revenue for us. Um, we're not, you just because of the nature of the venue, we're not going to be able to put 20 suites in, into a, a Jersey Mike's arena, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to be able to put some low seating. You're going to be able to put some uh, quality seating that has access to club areas uh, where those clubs get positioned um, is all flexible right now. It's going to be, you know, what do the architects come back with? But, you know, number one for me will be driving revenue. I should probably say for everybody who's listening, 
Number one is to maintain the insanity of the place so that uh, <laughs> it's still the toughest place to come in and play. So, uh, but I'm not worried about that because we're not, uh, you know, we're we're not expanding it. We're not doing anything other than looking how do we, um, you know, at, how do we grow revenue in that space? How do we make it a much more comfortable venue for um, not for our visiting uh, teams, but for our fans? Uh, bathrooms, concessions. Yes, some club areas for uh, folks who are willing to spend a little bit more to have a quality experience in the arena. So you spoke about raising revenue, and it's interesting. An article came out today from Ross Dellinger talking about revenue sharing. Uh, Maryland's athletic director, Damon Evans, was speaking before a group last week, and he said revenue sharing is coming to the Big Ten likely within five years. How hard is it to prepare for big projects NIL and things like that when the unknown of revenue sharing is sitting on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess I guess my comment, well, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I wish there was a little bit more focus on what we do for our student athletes currently, because um, the amount of value um, and the resources, the quality of the resources that uh, we have for our student athletes, even in my eight years at Rutgers, has changed dramatically. You know, when I got here, we we're limited in the amount of food that we could provide our student athletes. Now we're not limited. And so um, we do a, a really, really good job with our nutrition staff on feeding our student athletes. No student athlete goes hungry uh, at Rutgers and, and or, or across the Big Ten. Um, I think we're going to look at everything. You have to be reactive. Regardless of what we might do down the road by way of student athletes, you still need great venues, right? You still need places where people want to come, we still need a sold-out Jersey Mike's Arena. Uh, eventually, we've got to look at SHI Stadium, and we got to make some upgrades in there as well. Um, and we've been looking at some some options. At some point, we'll send a survey out around SHI Stadium uh, and what people what their appetite might be for improvements in SHI Stadium. Just moving on to NIL a little bit. Um, you guys recently hired Reed Zach as NIL NIL general manager. Where do you see the athletics department or his role in the athletics department in the NIL landscape? And how will this role kind of help drive those uh, those goals you have? Talk about an ever evolving landscape, um, right? <laughs> Nobody, you yeah. know, th four years ago, um, the letters were uh, NLI, right? National Letter of yeah. Intent. Right? Now, yep, now yep. it's NIL um, and it's name, image and likeness. Uh, so, yeah, we hired Reed. I know he's mm -hmm. reaching out to the corporate community talking about how uh, our, our, our student athletes, our Scarlet Knights, uh, can be really great and brand ambassadors for them. And, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do things the right way. Um, we're monitoring what, what works, what doesn't work. Um, to the extent that our student athletes start to get used by some of these brands and people see a return on investment because, hey, you know what? I used the Scarlet Knight. It brought a lot of attention to product I'm trying to sell, the service I'm trying to sell. Then we can use those examples to show others uh, folks who've had a relationship with Rutgers, but folks who've never had a relationship with Rutgers, like um, you don't need to use the people that you're using in your ads and everything else. We've got a great group of student athletes here uh, who chose to come and compete in New Jersey. And so if you want to sell your product or service in New Jersey, who better to uh, promote your brand than our student athletes? So that's what we're, we're about right now is making sure that um, the true NIL opportunities are available for our student athletes. Uh, and Reed will be an important part of that infrastructure here at Rutgers. Is this primary goal to expand the collaboration with companies, individuals, NIL collectives in general, or is there a different primary goal for his job? 
His job is to try to do everything you possibly can to help our student athletes realize the potential of their name, image, and likeness. Gotcha. Uh, so we have uh, an apparel deal question for you. So obviously it's still Adidas. Uh, there wasn't an announcement of, about a re-up. I know that contract did uh, expire in June, I believe. Um, is there any details of the athletics of the apparel deal that you can share with us that is in public? We're continuing to work through the details and hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll have some information to share. Awesome. Um, kind of moving on from that a little bit, not talking um, basketball, but switching to football a little bit. I know everyone wants to know what's, what's going on with the indoor practice facility or potential indoor practice facility. So, um, uh, because the season's been going, you know, we've, we're, we're in the middle of our season, yeah. right? Um, coach has not had as much time to focus on that and the design concepts around it. Um, so we'll, we'll circle back to that in the off season. Um, the populace has continued to work on that. So they'll have some things to show and share with coach. We'll get his feedback and commentary on that. And then hopefully we get to a green light um, as we go. And so that we can get that really essential asset. Uh, available for our football program. And piggybacking on that a little bit, there's there's no set location for where it's going to go because there's always these rumors that it's going here, it's going there. I know tennis recently moved too, so there, that's another rumor. Um, yeah, we, we it, the, the actual location has not been finalized. Okay. So speaking of the football season not being over, uh, Rutgers clinched uh, bowl eligibility uh, for the first time in almost a decade. Uh, I know we went to the Gator Bowl, but that was a very uh, specific set of circumstances. Uh, we have a, a press conference scheduled for Sunday. How excited are you to uh, be a part of the bowl selection process and just to go to a bowl for the first time in the proper way where you can actually plan for it, you have the practices, you know, you get to go and spend some time. How excited are you for that? Well, they're both the proper way, right? So, you know, never dismiss going going to a bowl sure. game because of your academic performance, right? Um, the academic performance allowed that team to go to the Gator Bowl, which was great. We had a scramble. The nice thing is we're going to have a little bit more time to plan this. Uh, but in answer to your question, I, I could not be more excited. Um, the It's been a long time, uh, and uh, to now be bowl eligible, it's a credit to Greg and what he's done in four years and his staff and to our student athletes, and, and they're the ones that I feel best for, right, is particularly the ones that are seniors now, um, yep. that this was their last opportunity to um, get bowl eligible in this way. It's a testament to their performance. Um, obviously, some of the other games we thought we could win, and we were in pretty good position, but, hey, the Big Ten is a big mountain to climb. So, uh, yeah, son, that Sunday I will be uh, very, very excited to <laughs> learn where we are from anywhere from – uh, New York City to, to Phoenix and Vegas and uh, doesn't matter to me. I'm just really happy for our kids. Uh, sticking with football, I got I got one last one for you. It's year four for Greg. Um, that's usually when coaches and ADs start talking extension. Has it been talked about at all? Has it been mentioned? Well, I'd say to you is uh, Greg Greg Shiano is going to be here for as long as he wants to be at Rutgers, <laughs> and uh, you'll uh, you'll see you'll see proof of that uh, down the road. Oh, interesting. Very mysterious. I like it. Um, the last time we talked to you, UCLA and USC had just joined the Big Ten. Now, you know, a few months ago, Oregon and Washington accepted an invitation to the Big Ten for 2024 to bring the Big Ten up to 18 universities. Uh, do you see future expansion in the future? Do you think this is a pretty solid 18 number or is it, you know, who who knows at this point? Well, you're, 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 who knows at this point is probably the right answer, but I, I think we're pretty settled here for the time being. But listen, you, you never know. 
um, what happens. Uh, you, you hear things about what's happening in the ACC. So I know our commissioner, Tony Petiti, will keep a very close eye on everything that's going on. But I think um, it's going to be a big task just to integrate these four, you know, great, great programs. Uh, we, you know, we've got the football schedule, so we figured that out. But figuring out the baseball and the softball and volleyball schedules, that's going to be a, a pretty big task. Uh, so I think we got to figure out that we can get these four teams in and make it all work, uh, which we will. So when some of these schools were announced that they were coming in, that there was a little bit of talk that uh, schools like Maryland, Nebraska, and Rutgers specifically kind of held things up a little bit to talk about them coming in on a full share immediately. Did anything really come of that? And um, no, is Rutgers at a full share? Com- now, there was no now? no holdup in, in that at all. Um, the uh, chancellors and presidents uh, mm-hmm. with the USC, UCLA, um, they saw that opportunity. And then um, when uh, Oregon and Washington came in under the conditions that they did, uh, mm-hmm. the chancellors and presidents, uh, I believe it was unanimous in both cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, neither Rutgers nor Maryland were trying to hold up anything. If we can get great additions to our conference, it builds our brand and financially it pays off for everybody in the long run. And it is Rutgers up to a full share? We are full share currently. currently. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned Tony Petiti. Uh, how how hard has it been in terms of the leadership structure this year for the Big Ten in terms of everything that's going on from scandals to just how difficult has, have those meetings been to be a part of? You know, he's tremendous. Um, he, he's great. Uh, Tony has a wide range of experience. He has a great uh, style as a commissioner. He, uh, he listens. He builds consensus. He makes sure that um, the ADs and the chances of presidents are informed. So um, it's actually been, uh, you know, he's had some big issues that he's had to deal with. Um, probably wishes he didn't in his first six months of tenure on the job. But I think he's handled them incredibly well. Um, I think we are really well represented as we, you know, talks continue around the CFP and what's going to happen with that. Um, and I think he's going to be a really important voice in what happens with collegiate athletics as we go forward. I, I wanted to circle back to the facilities talk real quick because I, I completely forgot about this one. Um, now, we, we know there's talk about Jersey Mike's renovations. There's talk about a football facility. Is there an order of what could be next? Because I know there's previously been talks about lax, about baseball, softball. <clears throat> I mean, the short answer is we're trying to uh, answer for 50 years uh, of not investing, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, before the uh, RWJ Barnabas Health Athletic Performance Center opened, mm-hmm. previous building was um, then Rack, now Jersey Mike's Arena. So you had 50 years go by with really minimal investment. I mean, some, right? There was the stadium expansion. Um, there was some work done on the Hale Center, um, mm-hmm. some smaller things. So um, we're going to try to push on all fronts and where fundraising is important. We're going to try to get a donor who's interested, whether it's uh, lacrosse, tennis, whatever it happens to be, so that we could advance those projects. Um, but obviously, um, the indoor practice facility is a priority. Um, that's a, a needed asset for our football program if we're going to continue to build and grow. Um, and then the venues are really important because um, I need to grow revenue here uh, in Rutgers Athletics. Absolutely. Uh, Pat, I know you, you're, you're short on time today, so we really appreciate you joining us. Is there anything you wanted to say before we, we head out today? Just, again, appreciate uh, all of our fans um, and everything that they do, um, the way that they've come out. Uh, come out for football. Come out to the bowl game. Uh, support our teams through the uh, the basketball season. Wrestling's off to a start. 
So um, we love all of our fans. We love their passion. Um, fill out the survey if you haven't already filled out the survey. We need that. We need that information. Uh, and then thanks to all of our coaches and our student athletes for competing uh, in the great way that they do for Rutgers. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for coming on. We want to thank uh, Athletic Director Pat Hobbs once again for joining us. Uh, it was a lot of stuff. I know we normally talk to him a little bit longer, but we uh, we had some time constraints today. But we do thank him for coming on for the third time. Uh, he's always a, a great guest, and he always expands on so much that we talk about. Uh, but we will have him back, like he said, in the near ter- near term. Um, what was uh, what was the most surprising thing he said, Rich, to you? surprising he um he confirmed that the students are going to be kind of all on three sides that was pretty yeah. cool and people are going to be pissed but i'm all about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he did say that there will be some shuffling of seats mm-hmm. he didn't go into specifics there um i'll give you like a it, voucher for the gift shop or something here move <laughs> yeah, like i don't that, know if it'll be a know. voucher for the gift shop i'm sure that they'll do their best to mm-hmm. make sure that longtime season ticket holders will have the right of first refusal for not only their current seats, but if they are getting moved for some kind of uh, equivalent seat in a different mm-hmm. spot in the arena. Yeah. But I mean, guys, this is kind of like, you know, this is a big boy yeah. move. You got to make some tough decisions and some people aren't going to, you know, get everything that they want. And that's, that's just the unfortunate downside to, to growth and progress. Yeah. It, I mean, some people are going to be pissed off, but um, you're, his he's he even said his number one priority is to make sure it stays the same structure and if you still have the seats basically on the a steep ass hill you're still going to have that same loudness and same environment especially if yep. you make it a bowl i think it's going to be even louder yeah and yeah he said, he said something about five times more uh bathrooms i don't think he necessarily no. meant five times more bathrooms but I, I think the the overwhelming feedback from the survey is people want more bathrooms uh from the big big shot donors to the, um, you know, the everybody else. Uh, so. Well, I mean, just, just to put in context, like the media, the students, the, the fans, the alumni, whatever, the courtside seats, the, the little bougie Eisner Ampner thing, you all use the same bathroom. <laughs> like yeah, there's, yeah. there's not that many bathrooms in there. That's why the lines, if you go to that part of the concourse are ridiculous. And if you're a student, you got to walk all the way around. So that's why that whole circular 360 is going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a brutal situation right now, as we all know. Who, uh, if if you have to go, even if you're sitting at the top <clears throat> of the you know, third deck, you have to go right. all the way down, basically to the entrance of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. Um, and then wait. <laughs> and then wait. Yeah, and then hopefully you you beat the rush at halftime or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else stadium wise was uh, uh, interesting? The, to do? the luxury seats. I mean, I, we knew it was. It's in the renderings. Like I know they're not finalized, but like that's the same picture that we saw, or I saw in art in the master plan document I got from a couple years ago. Like they're they're not. I think that's not changing for the most part. They need luxury seats, and they're going to do it. Um, and yep. that's been the talk forever. They they there's nothing. There's zero like their luxury box right now. If you were to buy a luxury box on SeatGeek, do you know where this, the media sits? It's the same mm-hmm. thing, just on the other side. And you get a little popcorn really? box, and you get to sit in this little weird like cubicle type thing and it's like wow that's cool i guess but no these people want to spend money and end of the day i said it's you off pod like people are thinking that if you put bougie seats in the 100 section they're not going to talk they're not going to yell they're not even going to watch the game basketball is basketball at the end of the day you know how many people go to knicks games that aren't knicks fans it sells out every night of the week and they could be the worst team in the nba and still sells out every night of the week yep people like basketball yeah Yeah, and on top of that like 
they have to find a way to raise revenue. Yeah. And there's two ways to do that. They either can raise the price a lot on everybody, or yeah. they can build luxury seating, which costs a lot, but companies will buy it, rich donors will buy it, mm-hmm. and that'll take down some of the, the cost on the other people in the arena. Yeah, um, like a Pepsi box, an RWJ box. They're just going to mm-hmm. buy it and give it to their employees, and it's a write-off yeah. for them, so they don't give a shit, and there you go. I mean, this is just part of being in the Big Ten, guys. Like Every other arena in the Big Ten has some kind of luxury seating package like he talked about this last time that we have the lowest inventory of premium seating in the big 10 by a long shot and it has to change and this is a unfortunate it's not unfortunate it's just a part of that's a big reason why it's getting renovated is to add that premium seating um and also to add some more uh bathrooms and to complete mm-hmm. the concourse to go 360 and to, to spoof or to spit that up a little bit on the <clears throat> the concourse of the the entrance that's just that's the whole reason for doing this. And if you have feedback and you haven't answered the, the survey yet, you're doing yourself a disservice because mm-hmm. they want to hear everyone's feedback, like you said. So if you haven't already, fill it out. Um, if you're protesting it, your your voice won't be heard. So I know he said it wasn't definite, like these renderings and everything, but he made it seem like that uh that new front entrance slash side entrance, if you want to call it that. Sounds pretty definite to me that that's going to happen, which I'm okay with. I think it's it's kind of cool. Number one, a little mini glass trapezoid, and and yep. you get a front entrance that people are like cool with, and walk in instead of walking into this little tiny like weird squeaky door. Um, so I mean, that, I think that's cool, and I know people are complaining that it's facing the parking lot. I think that's the best idea in the world. That's you don't want to walk around the building; you want to walk straight in. That's it, done. Like I, I don't understand the complaints about that one. Yeah, I mean, every, the change is always going to be met with resistance, and that's just no, yeah. something that is going to happen regardless of how big or small the change is. So, um, but change is coming, and this is part of the growth as an athletic department. Um, so, well, uh, give me. A I thought it was I got... interesting. Oh, good. Go sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm going to pop something up in a second. You can keep going. Oh, I was going to change the topic. So this is about J. Uh, yeah, and, this, uh, this is about uh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah, I also called up the rack in front of him. I was like, oh, shit, oops. I did too. I was like, eh. he, he, but he said he's like previously rack. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he gets it. It's, it's how it works. Um, let me see if I can pop this up real quick. How do I open this? Um, it's just comparing Jersey Mike's to like every other arena in the Big Ten. And it goes to show you like they, they need to they need to renovate. Like, yeah. Um, share screen. Screen. Oh, no. Screen. Do, do, do. Uh, why don't I see it? Window. There it is. Perfect. There you go. Which which one doesn't have courtside seating? There's one, two, three. A courtside club, I'm sorry. Um, which one doesn't have a side co- sideline club? One, two, three, four. So there's 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 like some arenas that don't have anything, but it's if you see the additional features, like everyone's renovated something in the past. Yep. Like there's twelve seats here, there's conventional suites, new but premium thingy i the bunker bar is i guess that's what they're calling that that weird thing that the eisner ampner thingy they now has a prudential logo above it so it's just like hey slap corporate logo here slap corporate logo here mm-hmm. um but it goes to show you because that prudential thing wasn't there last year and prudential is yep. a big name so they're yep. companies want to buy in and they want to buy in now because it's going to be cheap now but next year it's going to gone 
through the roof. Yeah. And if you're just trusting the trajectory of the program, you're trusting <laughs> that, you know, maybe they're not going to land two of the top three kids in the country every year, but mm. this is a team that has shown that they're going to be in the NCAA tournament hunter each year. They've had some big moments like to have the Prudential logo in the background of something Jeez. like a Ron Harper Jr. half court shot, that play will get played in oh, perpetuity oh, forever. Oh, so if your logo happens to be in the background, you're getting so much residual free marketing because mm -hmm. that's going to be something they show during like, you know, so many like highlight reels and so many sizzle reels. And they're gonna, it's just going to be a moment that you're going to have locked in forever. Yeah. And then just the, the last thing about this chart before I close it out, it's Rutgers open 1977 or what year did they renovate? Oh, they, they didn't. Um, <laughs> recent investment. Look at this hundred mil, hundred mil, hundred mil, 50 mil, 40 mil, seven mil. I don't know. I was, I was renoed in 2016. So it doesn't matter. None like zero investment into the rack. It hasn't changed since I was a kid. It hasn't changed before that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they got to do something. I'm sorry, but this is, this is happening. Well, they didn't include the uh, the AC they added recently, so there oh, has well, been yeah, some light renovation, but it's more of like too, uh, they're on a quality fire. of life thing <laughs> rather than an actual improvement. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, I thought it was interesting that he, he confirmed it's Adidas, but they haven't ironed out all the details yet. Mm -hmm. um, that's obvious. That. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I stuff. Wish we could have picked his brain on that more because I would have liked to know like yeah. if he would have, he wouldn't have said what companies have reached out, but we do know for a fact other companies did reach out. And yeah. then the fact that like I don't know, like a brand like Puma is starting to grow a little bit, New Balance is growing. I wonder if like one of those was like just, hey, we have a shit ton of money. You could be our only program. But in reality, Rutgers is the only Northeast program for Adidas too. So that's the, the other factor. Yeah, a lot of these brands are now taking a totally different strategy with uh trying to grow and create a bigger footprint. Like you've seen something mm -hmm. like I think Pharrell is like the, the president of design at like some big mm -hmm. I think it's like Louis Vuitton at this point. Yeah. But then you see mm -hmm. stuff like Shaquille O'Neal is like the president of Reebok mm -hmm. basketball department. Yeah. Like you're you're seeing these big investments uh trying to create, you know, to basically chip away at some of nike's lead um and they're they have to get creative and you know sometimes it's throwing a bag at you know a school like Rutgers to be you could be our flagship team you could be our you know the program we put all our money into so it's 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 a changing landscape for sure but i, I think the adidas uh brand has been good to Rutgers, and Rutgers has been good for them and interesting to see what those details are especially because they seem like they want to get more, in more into hoops more than anyone um, yeah. Other than Nike yep. and Jordan, obviously, but um, yeah, it should be good. It should be good news for them. Yep. Um, NIL wise, it was uh, interesting. interesting to hear him talk about the the role he sees athletics playing in the NIL landscape. Um, mm -hmm. Talked about Reed Zach, the new NIL general manager, kind of spoke to some of what his job duties will be. Um, do you see this as uh, the athletic department taking a big step in terms of uh, its its influence in NIL? I think it's tough. Um, Rutgers in a weird spot where they're they don't have enough donors to do both NIL and like facilities and stuff like that. So I I, don't, I think that there's still a lot of people that are still very against NIL, and it might be more so the the older generation that's just like, why the hell would I pay an amateur? And it's like that's that's how it works now. You want a transfer quarterback who we talked about in the past? Oh, well, we want a transfer quarterback, um, but it, it, you got to pay for it. You're not going to get them. I, I said last offseason, they want an offensive tackle. 
Uh, they went out and looked. There was a G5 guy, pretty decent, decent at G5. Not great, not like superstar, decent at G5, and he gets like $600,000 from somewhere. So you got you got to pay, end of the day. Yeah, I think outside of the whole concept of like these should be amateur athletes, they already get a scholarship, mm-hmm. blah, 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 like this, the common narrative used by people who don't like NIL, it's also kind of an ego thing and not in a bad way. Like previously, if you donated six figures to the athletic department, you're getting your name on a building. You're yeah. getting special treatment. You're, you're in the media guide for your donation. Mm-hmm. You know, the AD is coming up to you knowing your name by a, on a first name basis. The coaches mm-hmm. are t- schmoozing with you. You don't have that kind of schmoozing. If you're just giving a kid a six figure check to play one year at your college or your university. So mm-hmm. I do think that, a recalibration of like expectations of what your money's going towards has to happen. And that's not going to be something that happens in one year. Even when you have coaches saying, you know, we want you to focus your donations towards NIL. A lot of people just aren't going to be down with that for a multitude of reasons. Some of which Mm -hmm. I just listed some of which I haven't, but it's, it's something that not everyone's comfortable with yet. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if some people ever will get comfortable with it, but now I I do have to give, I do have to give, sorry, I didn't even call you. I do have to give a shout out to the Knights of Raritan for their ideas that they're pulling out. Like the beer thing, like I can, like if I'm a Rutgers fan, I can go buy a Rutgers themed beer and then get some of that donated back. I don't even have to do anything. I just got to buy the beer and drink it. I don't even have to drink it, but I'm going to drink it. (laughs) And it is a good beer too, if you haven't tried it on the banks by uh, Twin Elephant. It's very Mm -hmm. good. Um, Also, Knight Society has a beer um, with Esri Park Brewing Scarlet Ale, which is also really good. good And I'm not, I am a bit of like a beer snob. I'm not just saying these two beers are good. They're actually really good. So hmm. if you're looking for a beer that's a lot like that tire, that is Scarlet Ale with, through, from Asbury Park. Um, hmm. And the, uh, the, the On the Banks beer from Twin Elephant is, is a light, hazy IPA. Um, it's not super bitter. It's actually very drinkable, uh, not too strong. So definitely worthwhile to get both of those. I think you could buy that online if I'm correct. I think if, as long as you live in the state of New Jersey, um, you can have it delivered to you. Um, I know they did sell out, so it might be a bit of a, yeah, a wait. So maybe. So, well, that's a good sign. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, I, I, it was kind of wild that that story dropped. It's literally a story that dropped at 11 a.m. this morning. We're, we're recording now <laughs> at around 4 uh, about Maryland's AD saying revenue sharing is coming and it's coming in the next five years. Some people say even sooner. Uh, I, I hope we didn't ambush Pat with that one, but that was uh, yeah. that was something I thought was very kind of, you know, people have talked about revenue sharing, but to hear somebody say it's coming and have a timeline on it is, you know, it's kind of, you're staring down the, uh, the massive mountain of change coming to, mm-hmm. uh, on top of NIL. This is an even bigger change. And, and remind me again, which conference has the biggest revenue deal? I believe that would be the Big Ten. And the interesting mm. thing about that is that the Big Ten structured its TV deal specifically to get in front of the SEC. So I think the SEC signed like a nine-year deal mm-hmm. the year before the Big Ten. Big, Big Ten signed a seven-year deal. So you're getting two bites of the apple before the SEC gets another. So, so be interesting to see how that TV deal goes. That's it's going to help with TV. You know, not TV, with uh, recruiting too. Oh, yeah. People want money. Yep. It's only going to widen the the gap of the haves and have-nots in college athletics. Like, if you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC, you're really at a massive disadvantage. Especially if the Big Ten institutes the the revenue sharing, and the SEC will probably follow right along. 
Like how is how is a Mountain West surviving that? Well, they, you know I mean? bring, you they brought in those two weirdo schools that no one else wants. <laughs> well, you bring in those schools, but you can't you can't offer anything near what the Big Ten would oh, offer no. in terms of revenue sharing. So no, that's why uh, talent's going to just go to those eighteen to start, and then obviously the SEC is going to have a, a giant deal too. But the yep. rest of the conferences are kind of in flux. The Big Twelve yep. went from almost dissolving to a, maybe the top three conference. Yeah, they they did a great job Debatable. of being hyper aggressive with uh trying to expand and not only expand but to get ahead of its TD deal. Like they they started negotiations a year ahead of its exclusive negotiation window, yeah. um, which really helped them because it was basically like the scene from The Dark Knight where uh, <laughs> the Joker breaks the pool stick and no. you know only one of the people can leave the room. That was what it was mm-hmm. like for the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Twelve was just more cutthroat and ruthless. Um, yeah. Crazy. She kind of had to be. Never would have thought I'd see it. Yeah, they were they were on their way out. I didn't think they would be the one that survived, but they did. Um, the, the crazy thing is, is like I I used to get Sports Illustrated when I was in like middle school, high school. I think it was mm-hmm. it was high school. It was my ninth grade or tenth grade year. And we, we me and my buddy, he was a West Virginia fan, and we, we used to get it all the time. And we we were reading it in science class, and we got yelled at all the time for talking sports. But um, we're reading it's like super expansion conferences. Look at this! This thing's fucking nuts. 32 yeah, yeah. team conferences and it's like yep. yeah that'll never happen whatever and now mm-hmm. we're talking what 10 years or 12 years down the line and it's like holy shit yeah it could be um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot like the uh the nfl at some point where it was just like the afc is the sec and the yeah. nfc is the the big to- big 10 but mm-hmm. still a, a long ways away from that but it's change is inevitable and change is never stopping so mm-hmm. just got to adapt um, what else uh, from what Pat said that uh, was interesting to you? Football. Um, I'll start with the uh, practice facility, lack thereof. Uh, it sounds like they're starting to move the needle a little bit more. Sound a little more optimistic this time than we did last time talking about. And I think that was March, right? When we talked to them. March is around there. Yeah, it was in March. Um, it was right yeah. after the uh, selection <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, so uh, he seemed a little more optimistic that this thing is going to get done. Uh, he he said it again in his uh, outro that like that Greg needs this; he needs it more than anything. Like, and that's what it sounds like. They're trying to get sponsors on board to do it. Um, now, where it's going to be planned, uh, he kind of said, "I don't know still." But the fact that the the rumor was that the tennis facility was going to move, and they were going to put it there. And that's that's how it's drawn up in the the former master plan too. That it's going to go right there. So. I know there were concerns with the hill there, and I, I think one of those that house back there, the Cornelius house or whatever it is, is like a historical thing, so you can't really go too close to it. Um, the other rumor was the yellow lot. Uh, I think that's still possible because he did say location still to be determined. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, the fact that it's just kind of starting to progress a little more and gave us a little more confidence that it's going, it's going to happen. Um, I think you'll see something in the new year just based on what what he was kind of saying yeah i agree we'll we'll see something sooner rather than later and mm-hmm. i know that originally it was supposed to be in early summer and then i got pushed back to fall it's it's not because they're not doing work it's that things are progressing and things come up and you kind of gotta gotta do a before you can do b before you can do c etc mm-hmm. so yeah. the plan will get announced soon it's just they gotta dot their eyes and cross their t's yeah, and then uh, Greg extension, and Greg will be here yep. as long as Greg wants to be here, which we 
kind of hinted at. And that's whenever you could say that about your football and your basketball coach, that's a great sign for your university. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's so much stability to an athletics department where there is no yeah. doubt you have the right guy at the helm for both football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Look at no um, the, the four-star kid that just decommitted, or four-star, five-star kid that decommitted from Colorado. He's like, hey, I don't know if Dion's going to be there by the time I get there. He's a 2025, so by the time he gets there, Dion really yeah. might not be there. You can't say that yeah. about Rutgers, and that's a huge recruiting tool that you can use and be like, Greg's been here before. He's tried other shit. Yep. He's done with that. Like, It's it. And I thought it was interesting recently, Greg has kind of talked about how if I didn't make that mistake the first time or if I'd never yeah. left, like he, he's been retrospective about um, how – different things might have been had he stayed and how much mm-hmm. he regrets it, which is, he, I mean, he doesn't really talk about the past often, but this is the, the yeah. one thing that it seems to, to really kind of irk him that he left. Um, so I really don't see Chiano leaving outside of retirement at Rutgers. There, there's no job I think he would take. And uh, I think he's, he's fully dedicated to getting this program to, to where his ultimate goal is. And we all know what his ultimate goals are. He I talks about said it yesterday. Or yeah. Monday. Yeah, yesterday you said it. He's like, yeah, and then, and then this group will come back and they'll, they'll look at us winning college football playoffs, you know, Big Ten championships, uh, college football championships. And I was like, oh, shit, like you just went out and said it. All right. I mean, yep. that's the right thing to do, but it's just like I, he's been very um, conservative when it comes to talking about stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like this past couple of weeks, he's just been an open book, kind of. He's been a totally It's person. been great. I, it's 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 shocking. I imagine for you guys who are talking to him and like yeah. probably looking at each other left and right, like, is he really oh, saying sure. this? Cause <laughs> it's just like him showing his humanity and people are just like, people love this. Like it's, mm-hmm. he's not saying anything controversial. He's just, you know, relating to people. He's humanizing and we mm-hmm. know he's a great recruiter, but he rarely shows that to the media. And uh, I hope that continues because this has been a great side of Greg that we haven't seen probably ever. Mm-hmm. Now, now I do have one thing to nitpick about that press conference when he was talking about his Thanksgiving plate. And then he said, you know, I'm Italian. I got to put a little bit of noodles. I wish he would have been like, a little bit of noodles. Oh, my gosh. Instead, he was just I, like, yeah, a little bit of noodles like this. Yeah. I was like, come on. That would have been perfect. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit or if he actually has pasta on Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, you're not, gonna, you're not going to get another shot at asking him that question. But... No, no. But it was funny. It was just yeah. uh, comical. Yep. Um, what else? There's something else, wasn't there? Oh, Olympic sports. He kind of said the uh, same thing he's kind of been adamant about. If like someone wants to donate to a lax stadium or someone wants to donate to baseball or softball, they'll make it happen. They did it with lights recently with baseball, and it's been yeah. a huge – that's a huge change in its own right. But oh, yeah. if someone wants to get this going – and don't get me wrong, actually, the baseball, I guess, technically doesn't need anything because they're getting a new stadium too, sort of. Well, kind yeah, of. yeah, partnership stadium. We, we talked about that. Uh, Better than nothing. Yeah, better than nothing for sure, but that's a huge step. Um, brand new stadium, it's something you recruit against. It's not going to be the full-time stadium like we've mm-hmm. previously reported, but uh, it will yeah. be a game, a place they play a lot of their games. Um, uh, I do have one thing that I have an idea. I could probably go through some of these questions we didn't ask and just kind of answer them based off what we know already. Oh, uh, sure. All right. Um, sh- where was the one? I just saw one. That was a pretty good one. Um, someone said, "Master plan? Are we going? Oh, are we going to preserve football parking for the yellow and blue lot for longtime football fans because tailgating is such a rich tradition experience." Blah blah blah. Rutgers football games. They mean blah 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 like that. You guys understand. I just didn't want to read the whole question. Um. Anyway, it does sound like yellow lot might be saved if the football facility does go where expected to go in the tennis courts, the old tennis courts that are now a parking lot. Um, which 
bizarre. They they already paved over the tennis court. Like it's just got that black tar, the cheap stuff or whatever. But um, yeah, I think yellow lot safe. Blue lot, I think eventually, and I wouldn't panic just yet. I think eventually that is going to be the lacrosse stadium. That is the plan. That is in the that's we tweeted out the, the renderings. And if you don't believe those are real renderings now. It's the same exact renderings Rutgers put out a week ago from the Jersey Mike's Arena that we put out yep. a year and a year and some ago last October. So like those renderings are real. That's where they're going to put it. Um, the plan for parking wise eventually is going to be where the bubble is now. They're trying to turn that into parking, I believe. Uh, they also, from what I was told, they're going to expand that golf course. And I think Pat said that actually on our last pod too. Um, they eventually want to extend, expand the golf course. Cause number one, I mean, the home team can't even play matches there, which is crazy to me. They don't yeah. have any home matches for Rutgers golf. That's just nuts. Um, and they're going to be eventually parking there. And that's, that's the plan, uh, as for parking. And it, it's not going to ruin the tailgating scene much because if anything, that boardwalk enhanced the tailgating, tailgating scene's a ton. Um, oh, yeah. Scarlet lot's still pretty good. The yellow lot's pretty, I love the yellow lot. I think it's my number one personally. Um, I wish it was all more condensed, but you, you got to do what you got to do. And just cause you got to expand facility, ex- keep adding. You heard Pat, he said, what 50 year gap. I mean, I think it's more like 60 year gap since they last renovated something, uh, prior to Robert Wood Johnson, uh, Barnabas center prior to the rock. And before that, there was just, there was Jersey Mike's arena. He said, and that was 67. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I work in a job where we deal with technical debt or you're trying to make up for things, decisions that were made a long time ago and weren't maintained. And they're dealing with the same thing here. It's just mm-hmm. there hasn't been that commitment and that dedication and that uh, investment into facilities for a long time. And we all know that a lot of areas are, have a need. You can't adjust address them all at once. And they're trying their best to address as many as possible, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, anything else you you wanted to hit on uh, regarding uh, the conversation today? You talked about bowl bowl games and locations, and he kind of named the three that everyone's heard. Um, yep. I don't think he gave it away, but I think we all know where they're going. Win or loss on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Jeez, I'm thinking NFL. Um, yeah, I don't think. Ever, I think everyone knows where they're going. They're going to Pinstripe Bowl. Like yeah, the Pinstripe Bowl like, wants Rutgers. Rutgers probably... They've been in contact already. So I think like... Rutgers is kind of agnostic, if I'm being honest. If Honestly, it's nice to go on a trip, but all mm-hmm. these bowl games are huge. Not huge. They're all... You're, you're losing money on every bowl, unless it's like the college bowl playoff. Or you're down so, the street. <laughs> or you're down the street. If you're going down the street, they're still going to get the experience. They're going to be in hotels. They're going to be mm-hmm. doing everything you would normally do for a bowl. But you don't yeah. have to charter a flight. You don't have to, you know, do all the logistical nightmare of bringing, you know, hundreds of players worth of equipment to Nashville or Las Vegas. It's a very easy uh, trip in general for the for the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably closer than any road game they've played this year, going to to the, to the Bronx by a long shot. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the the best of both worlds in the sense that Rutgers will show out. I have no doubt that there'll be. Fifteen to twenty thousand Rutgers fans there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's on a Thursday at two p.m. But uh, a little not bad though. But I, I do have confirmation that a certain bar behind the bleacher creatures will be opening. 
pretty early. Interesting. Yeah, I know that you were in talks of hosting some kind of night report gathering. Uh, you want yeah. to let the cat out of the bag there? No, 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 no not yet. Not yet. Uh, not we're, yet. we're almost okay. there. We're almost there. Um, we, we've had talks already. Um, we've figured some details out. Um, we're still working on what time they can legally open. So that just goes to show you I'm putting, a, I'm putting an effort for you guys. So if you want to drink <laughs> at 7 a.m., I'll make sure you're drinking at 7 a.m. <laughs> um but yeah no we're we're still working out some details but it will be one of the uh various bars if you're a yankee fan you probably know about billy's stands uh dugout they're they're all back there i, I it's not the dugout unfortunately um so that there, there's your hint pretty much uh because the dugout is cool is there and it might be billy one of them has a taco bell in the back of the bar it's the dugout and it's like built the taco bell's built next door but it's literally a drive-through window built in the back of the bar. It's sick. That's so, awesome. Yeah, if you're a Yankee fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's just the greatest thing ever. But uh, yeah, it's probably going to be pinstripe bowl. Um, I don't know what they get for gifts though. They do get gifts, so I wonder if, um, what they'll get for that one. Because New Era used to give out like a exclusive cap and this and gift card. Um, I haven't been able to find anything for the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl, um, aka the pinstripe bowl. But maybe maybe you get a ride on lawnmower. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, oh, probably yeah. not, but <laughs> uh, what'll be grass not. seed? I don't know. Like, what do you get? Um, I I haven't been able to find it. I've I've looked everywhere. Yeah, I don't know, but it should be uh interesting to say the least. But it's sponsored by the Yankees, so I mean, you you probably get something decent. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a pretty awesome gift. Uh, any any bowl that's affiliated with. A conference like the Big Ten, SEC, mm-hmm. they have to step their game up. Big difference yeah. between uh, you know, the old days of, you know, the Birmingham Bowl or whatever the hell that was, Papa John's. <laughs> um, yeah, big change. Totally different. Um, but yeah, so if you're coming to New York, I'd, I'd probably book your hotels now. Oh yeah. Um, one thing I do want to reference before we head out here. The transfer portal is heating up. There is a lot going on in the transfer portal right now. Rutgers is starting to show interest in a lot of guys. Um, Made its first offer earlier today. Um, A lot of these guys we highlighted prior to the portal being open, just as speculative. I'm not taking credit. That's all you. You you did your names we we came up with that would be that would make sense for Rutgers um, if they entered the portal. We highlighted them over a month ago. So we have full profiles on a lot of these guys. One of them is Joey Slackman, who's a defensive lineman from UPenn. Uh, He was a former wrestler who joined the football team at UPenn, went on to be a captain, two-time first-team All-Ivy, just a very dominant player. He's 6'4", 310, huge guy. Um, He got a Rutgers offer today. He's got an offer from, you know, probably 12 other schools too. But he's a he's a guy who's from Comic New York. Uh, he's a guy who probably would be interested in Rutgers, and I know that you wrote up a story about him right away. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're in the process of still reaching out to, to get an idea of where things stand with him. Yeah. Um, but portal season started early this year because I can't. I don't think we offered the first kid last year until mm-hmm. at least December. So yeah, it's it's going to be a madhouse. I know. Um, I've talked to. I obviously talked to other coaches. Um, I've talked to several Power 5 guys. I've talked to G5 guys. I've talked to FCS dudes that are like, yo, like, I just, I'm about to lose like my entire team. Like, you saw half of Holy Cross enter the portal recently. Uh, mind you, they're all grad transfers. And if you're a grad transfer, you're immediately in the portal. And that's how it works because there's no rules for those guys. But uh, that's why you're seeing so many names enter. Um, FCS seasons are pretty much done. Ivy League's pretty much done. 
Um, so yeah, no, but Joey Slackman is, is such an interesting case. And I, I don't know if Rutgers is going to get him because there's, he's going to get like just basically every offer in the book. He's a massive defensive tackle. Like you said, wrestling background. Um, and he's good and he's good as hell. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he fun. entered the portal. So today is the 21st. He entered the portal, uh, last night. <clears throat> And he already has offers from UConn, BYU, Pittsburgh, Houston, Rutgers, Illinois, Virginia Tech, Duke, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, Vanderbilt, Oregon State, and Wisconsin. And that's so, just growing and growing and growing. He's going to have an offer from almost every school in the country, probably. So you got to hope that he wants to stay close to home. Um, yeah. Because he's not going to uh... be easy to land. You're going to have to hope you have a little, probably a bag for him too, because that's what most of these guys are going to be going for. That's just that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, I think Rutgers is uniquely positioned with kids from the Ivy League, where mm-hmm. most Ivy League kids are not necessarily looking for a bag, if I had to guess. They, they obviously made the 40 the year decision going to an Ivy League school, and they probably could have played for like a South Dakota State or maybe mm-hmm. played for Toledo or something like that in the MAC. Yeah. These guys are already have the mindset to make those kind of decisions, so I'm hoping they understand that this next one, where they only get one year to really show what they're made of at the Power 5 level, so you mm-hmm. can't really just decide, I'm going to take money, unless you just don't think you're going to make the NFL, and you take the biggest bag and set yourself yeah. up for the future. But Yeah, so we'll wait and see, but uh, I expect plenty of more offers soon. Um, coaches are already following people. Um their staff is already reaching out to people. It's going to be interesting. Um, and then uh, I, I do have to mention it because someone asked about it on the board. Slackman's a like defensive tackle they clearly want. How much does uh, Marquis Watson not with the team right now hurt help recruiting? It's it, it's a weird situation. Um, Jared Kite, Kite, I don't know how to say it, um, is the interim D-line coach, but I'm told him and uh, Valone, no, Noonan, are uh, going to collab with efforts in recruiting. So uh, keep an eye out for those two, um, probably on the trail soon. Yeah, we we, we wish um, Coach Watson all the best. I know he's yeah. uh, you know going through some stuff right now, but he's definitely in our, all our thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time, and there's only going to get crazier. Um, so stay tuned to the boards because anybody we show Rutgers, we show interest in, we're going to try and get a write-up up as soon as possible mm-hmm. and uh, keep track of that for you. Yep. Um, that's all I got, Rich. Anything you wanted to say before we head out? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> you know what? One thing. The Jersey Mike's Arena thing that I was mentioning before, they, they're going to try to get corporate sponsors. And, hey, if you can find a guy that, like, I don't know if you saw what Memphis just did, but FedEx founder who owns the – or FedEx Field is their field or FedEx Forum, whatever the fuck it is. I forget one. One yep. of those things. Um, he just gave $50 million gift to Memphis. Memphis came wow. out and said, we'll match it. And then $120 million in state funds, which sounds eerily familiar to a record situation with state Does. funds. So if you can find a FedEx guy or maybe try to convince the dude from Home Depot to come on back and kind of show some support for your former alma mater, um, or I guess alma mater, not former, um, you got to do something. You got to got to get uh some kind of big branding on board and that's going to be the start of it so we'll just have to uh wait and see and then uh yeah, that's pretty much it uh big game on saturday yeah huge game uh could lock in a winning season for Rutgers if they are able to beat maryland i think we're a three-point dog in that one 
Yep. Unsure if we will have a preview pod for that one, given the week situation. Yeah. Trying to make it work, but uh, it's more difficult than we uh, would have initially thought coming into this oh, week. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving, but, all that. So, yep. Uh, but want to really thank you guys for for listening and for subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that. If you haven't already, it's incredibly helpful to the pod uh, to mm. help grow and to help get this in front of more people. Uh, for everybody who has rated and reviewed, thank you once again. But for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.